0: Welcome to Public Health Plus, the first bonus episode for Everything is Public Health. I'm MJ.
1: And I'm Kals.
0: So, bonus episode, these are things that didn't really fit with the main episode, but definitely something important and that I want to talk about. So, we're talking about it here. This is relating to our local election episodes. And here is another reason why voting in local elections are very, very important. A lot of local elections are narrowly decided or decided by a surprisingly low number of votes, which means your votes weighs much more in these local elections than they do ever in state or federal elections because there's just so much of votes out there. It's like some of these local elections, we're talking about a few hundred votes total, not the margin, like a few hundred votes total.
1: Well, these are smaller geographic areas and they tend to be not enough people vote anyway. So a small number of votes makes a big difference.
0: Yeah. And there's this Wikipedia page that I love. It's a list of close election results. And uh, as you can expect, most of these close elections are in local levels. Like we're talking about small level elections uh, that have these close elections. But yeah, some of these elections, there's some tied elections. Like I would never expect elections to ever tie. But yeah, there's a lot of tied elections. And there's a lot of elections that are decided by things like, wow, this is a long list. (laughs) But there are elections that have margins of like two votes that has happened. In 2018, there was an election for the Washington State Senate with 45 vote as the margin. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's just a whole list of them. One vote, one vote, 323 votes, one vote, nine votes, two votes, seven votes, 907 votes, 27 votes, 35 votes. But there's so many of these close elections at the local level, which means voting in local elections, your vote really, really matters. And who knows, maybe your vote is the deciding vote that swings the election a certain way.
1: Yeah, I think voting is so important regardless of the election, right? You should be voting in every election that you sort of have elected officials who are up. But when it gets down to that finer detail, the mayor, the city council, state representatives and state delegates, senators, like one vote, a handful of votes can make a big difference. So you should be registered and you should be voting in every election.
0: Yeah. And as we said, these local elections are oftentimes very tied to your health and you because they're making decisions decision that directly impacts you. And with a, such a thin margin, maybe you put in place someone in a position of power that can just make a lot of changes in a very short amount of time. So, yes, definitely vote and definitely vote in these local elections. You mentioned this briefly in the main episode, which is the power of lobbying at different levels. So when we're talking about lobbying at the federal level, usually... In order to do that, you need to have a lot of money.
1: A lot of resources, a lot of connections.
0: This is where big pharma, this is where big oil comes in because they have the money to throw at these uh, uh, federal elections. But you mentioned this in the episode, in these local small elections, which are decided by a small number of votes, swaying election becomes very, very easy. With a little bit of money and a little bit of time and effort, you can mobilize those people on the margins to swing a certain way. And then there you go. The candidate that you like is elected or the bill that you want to pass is passed just by those few votes.
1: Well, and it's its so interesting on these small local elections, you know, seeing a yard sign in your neighbor's lawn or having a candidate come knock on your door, like U.S. senators, U.S. representatives, it's unlikely that they're going to come knock on your door and chat with you because they have name recognition, they have face recognition, right? They're sort of operating at a higher level. But if somebody's running for the school board or city council or to be mayor, like they, people don't know who they are. They have to go out and talk with people and share their ideas. And like, it's their local election folks, like people running in local elections, those are the people who come and knock on my door and say, hey, let me tell you about why I think you should vote for me, right? And that, that connection, that can make an impact.
0: I remember seeing something where they interview people who vote at these local elections, and they're like, well, he seems like a nice guy at that one event. And that, that could be it. <laughs> that could be it. And if you imagine that, but deciding very important things.
1: Connections at the local level with communities, with their elected officials, that can be the difference between someone getting elected or not. And then that can be the difference between which policies get put into place, which building permits get approved, how much funding there is for parks and rec, green spaces, after school programs. Like these are things that are often decided at the local level by these local elections.
0: Yes. And they're decided by a surprisingly small number of votes. And this brings me to another thing that I wanted to talk about in the main episode, but didn't have time and sort of didn't really fit anywhere, which is confrontational politics. Essentially, how confrontational politics works is this. You're essentially targeting the votes on the margin because when you're talking about an election, this is any election, there are people who will vote a certain way no matter what. And there are people who won't vote no matter what, right? So if you think about it, how do you sway an election? Well, you don't have to target those people that don't vote and you don't have to target those people that are not going to change their vote. All you need to do is to target the people, the swing votes in the middle as aggressively as possible. Right? All you need to do is to convince that 1%, 2 or 3% of people to vote a certain way, and that's how you swing an election. So therefore, at these local level, when the swing vote is only a few people, like a few thousand or a few hundred people, the strategy to target those swing votes is going to be different than the strategy that people at the federal level are using when they're trying to appeal to the mass public. All you need to swing a few dozen or a few hundred people is anger. All you need is... Is some sort of trigger, some sort of outrage, some sort of existential dread to really just like whip them into action, whip them into that being volatile, and so they will like go out and like vote and change the election.
1: Yeah, what you were just talking about really resonated mm-hmm. with me. You know, thinking about breadth of support versus depth of support. Like, so someone may have. A lot of people might say, "Oh, yeah, you know that that person seems like they would be a good candidate for the job," but that doesn't necessarily motivate people to take action. In this case, the action would be voting. So then you need to tap into that depth of support. How can you get people to feel strongly enough that they're actually going to go do something about how they feel? And this is true for a whole range of things. But yeah, tapping into these sort of core emotions—fear, anger, whatever it is—that can get people to. Get out and vote can be and has been a very effective strategy. And speaking of anger, I've been watching all of these news stories come across about uh, like school board meetings where people are just oh my going god, absolutely bat redacted crazy. Whoop whoop, whoop. <laughs> I just <swore. laughs> but we'll 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 bleep that up. Yeah yeah yeah. I'll people it. are going totally crazy. Over school board meetings with mask mandates. Did you
0: see the one in Tennessee? They're
1: threatening people. This one guy. Yeah, I think it was the Tennessee one. This doctor was was testifying or giving whatever statements. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they call it in a school board meeting, making a statement in in support of mask mandates. And people like followed him outside. Yeah. They were threatening him. The police yes. had to back up the crowd to let the guy drive away. I'm like, this is like, w- what is happening?
0: I know, right?
1: I just don't. Like, I just, it boggles my mind.
0: Yes, I don't get it either. And this is a perfect segue to the next point, which is you're seeing these confrontational politics to be a very popular weapon of the, well, I'm not going to name which party, but of the of the Red Party, right? So because they know that it's so hard to pass things on the federal level, that if they target these local levels, that they could sort of patchwork their way into what they want to be. Because federal lobbying is a whole different game, but with these confrontational politics, you just need that small pocket of people to be very angry and you can swing these lo- local elections and local politics. And it's a very effective and efficient way to get things done rather than fighting at the state and federal level. So this is a becoming an increasingly popular tool for the party on the red side.
1: Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Everything is Public Health. Keep an eye out on Thursday for our next full episode.
0: Yes, and go vote. (laughs)